I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, at Lisa Evers. And what we're focusing on in this episode is a crime that's becoming increasingly invisible, but at the same time, much more common. Sex trafficking and pimping. When it involves underage girls, children, or young people from another country, it can be devastating. Here in the United States, there are some people who say if it's among consenting adults, it's simply a victimless crime. Let's find out what our guests have to say about all this. Joining me for this discussion, Darren Porcher, PhD. He's a former NYPD lieutenant. He's also a criminal justice professor and the father of two girls. Darren, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Monica Watkins. She's um, the founder and president and executive director of Beauty for Freedom. She's a Ford model and a philanthropist, been doing a lot of important work on this issue. Monica, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lisa. We appreciate it. Thank you. Also with us is Black Diamonds. He's the CEO of Black Block Studio and also the Town Studio. He's in the music industry, has a music label, hip-hop artist, and he did seven years for promoting prostitution and is gonna talk with us about how it go plays out, what goes on, and what the dynamic is between these pimps and the girls that they try to attract into this life. Monica, I wanna start with you about this. We see a lot of images of pimps as being very glamorous, this whole sex trade, there's an over-sexualization that many people have discussed. What's your take on how this whole issue is portrayed in our popular entertainment? Right. I, I, I think there's a couple of things. First, um, people that are in the sex trade by choice and young women and girls and people that are in the sex trade by force. So I think that that part and that aspect of it is not really discussed enough. Um, and that uh, to many organizations is, is considered modern day slavery um, as opposed to the sex trade by choice. And I think that the hip hop industry and a lot of media sort of like really has a perspective of this very glamorous life, this very glamorous aspect of women choosing to do these uh, sex acts. And so really for the whole issue and to bring in uh, the sex trafficking or human trafficking aspect of it, it's sort of like uh, put down lower on the totem pole so people don't really understand that there are uh, horrific crimes that are happening to young women and girls who do not choose to be a part of this industry but they are forced into it and I think that needs to be spoken about about a lot more a lot more and you're differentiating black diamonds take us into the streets of what the attitude is is there a difference between girls that do this for choice out of choice and the girls that are forced into it tell us about that yeah, there's a, t a difference between that. And like, how do you, when, when you were back on the street, you know, when you were on the streets years ago, uh, before you turned your life around and got involved in the music industry, what were some of the ways that they, that pimps would get girls, get young girls or young women into this? Well, you'd see them outside getting money already. If Like if you see a girl getting money already and she likes the lifestyle that you're living, she'll probably choose to be with you than the other person that she was with getting money with. But some girls just run around doing it with no body protecting them or holding them down so they'll try to get with somebody that's going to help them. Yeah. And is there, is it true there's a grooming process? Well, it depends where, where you're getting a girl. But. 
Like where, like when you, like in terms of what we see on the streets now, because there's a high end, you know, there, there's, the, it's not just the high end escort services that use the internet now. So, and we've seen arrests of, of pimps that have had their own rings that are connected with some of the traditional street gangs. Mm -hmm. So what do you, in terms of how they handle the girls and what they do with the girls, what do you see with that? What do you mean? In terms of like mentally, do they play head games with them? Do they try to be their boyfriend and then they f flip yeah, the script some, and? So you got some that pretend to be the um, boyfriend and girlfriend situation, so the girl will feel like she has to do that to take care of them. Then you got some that force them into it, and you got some that choose somebody to come in uh, and help them in the lifestyle that they choose and live with. Darren, what do you find most offensive about, or, or that troubles you about this whole fascination with pimping that we have, especially in hip hop? Well, one of the things is uh, I have two daughters, and I find the social glamorization within hip-hop and just the societal norms in, pla in urban places such as New York City, it's somewhat offensive to me because I constantly hear terms of, look, I'm going to pimp this out, or this girl that I'm with, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pimp her out and things like that. The, the, the term pimp has become a term of endearment, so to speak, and it, it kind of runs in comparison with the N-word, so to speak. Now, granted, that's a different t that's a different subject, but when I hear that term, pimp this, pimp that, we never think about the, the psychological perspective of how this can actually destroy a young woman's life. Oftentimes, you have a lot of these women, and just, and I can refer, my historically, I was a police officer for 20 years, so I had a lot of engagements or encounters with women that were subjected to these types of atrocities. And what would they tell you? Oftentimes, well, there were two sides of it. Is, um, as the gentleman mentioned earlier, you have... Uh, you have women that are forced into it, and you have women that are women that come into this willingly. Um, but what happens is you being you managing that situation, you now should you you, you now are held accountable. It come, it gets to a point is whereas we as human beings, how can we help our fellow man or woman, so to speak, when we have people commit atrocities such as putting these girls out on the street and gaining a profit for this? Then it it, it begs the question of where are we going as a society. Monica, what about that? Because in in terms of the in terms of the way the young girls are are lured into, it, especially the underage ones, some of the the, the strip club culture, yeah. there's there's a very fine line there, and no disrespect to the exotic dancers that are paying their way through college or putting their kids through school, but it's you know it's it's glamorized. It is it is glamorized, and um, you know I think that a lot of young girls are subject to being fooled into thinking that this is a glamorous life. Um, you know. Uh, sort of like as we spoke about before a lot of girls are sort of tricked into it um, you know uh, thinking that they're going to find love or they're going to find some type of a, an, a you know someone to accept them and take care of them and I think a lot of that is you know Darren and I were speaking about this earlier a lot of that has to do with family structure as well you know, people are looking for something. Girls are looking for profile something. Some to fit. Is, is that true? Yeah. Is, is there a profile? Is there? Kind, I don't want to use the word profile. It's a yeah. bad word. But the is there a kind of type of girl from certain circumstances that's more like vulnerable the, or more likely to like, get into this? Like the family background. Like if she doesn't have a father figure in her life, she might want to have somebody as to look up to like in life. So she'll pick a pimp to because that's the the life she was living already. She was running around doing what she was doing already. So. And have you have you ever seen or ever heard of girls that came from like you know a solid family you know yeah. that where they got involved in it too? Yeah. yeah. And how did they get lured in? It's not lured. They just chose to do it. They were promiscuous, so they figured I might as well 
choose this. Some girls look at it as a career. They don't look at it as, as, as like, as that. Some girls get money and they talk about that. I'm not a prostitute. I just get money or I'm an escort or, like, they look, they, they put different titles on it. Like they just get money for sex. Yeah. And they just think of that as, as, as like their job. Yeah, basically. You got a lot of girls look at it like that. And they don't they don't think of themselves as victims. It's, they're just like, hey, I'm no. smarter than girls that are dating and. Then you got some girls that's independent. And a lot of girls now are independent because you got like, it's not like how it used to be on the, on the track running and stopping cars and stuff. It's like on the internet now, like Backpage, Craigslist. They just post up. So really, there's no like girls. It's not like pimping no more because they, they got the um they could post up by themselves. They could they they doing it. a lot of them is just doing it by themselves now. Anyway. All right. Well, this is Street Soldiers. We're talking about sex trafficking and pimping. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, what up? This your homie, Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. And what we're focusing on in this episode, sex trafficking and pimping. It's a whole new world out there. Young girls doing it out of choice, some say. Others doing it because it's so easy to just get people to pay for it on the internet. What's really going on? That's what we're talking about with our guests. Joining us, former NYPD Lieutenant, Dr. Darren Porcher. He's also a criminal justice professor and a father of two girls. Activist Monica Watkins. She is the founder and president and executive director of Beauty for Freedom. It's a nonprofit organization that helps sex trafficking survivors and raise awareness. She's also a Ford model and a philanthropist. Also with us is Black Diamonds. He's the CEO of Black Block Music and Studio, he also the town studio. He's also a hip hop artist. And he did a seven year uh, prison sentence for promoting prostitution among other crimes. And he turned his life around using music to do that. Now he's here to warn us and tell us and inform us about what's going on. I wanna come back to what you were saying, saying Diamonds about the these girls that, these young women that are basically they're over. Are they over eighteen or are they teenagers? No, nah, most of them is over eighteen. You got some that are young that was go through different situations, but I never dealt with nothing like that. And these girls, and they figure like, okay, if in, instead of just having sex with a boyfriend, they can yeah, just you might as well have a regular customer. They call him Trip. A regular customer. He'll call. What me do they call him? Tricks. Yeah, they call me once a week. He'll give me one hundred fifty dollars, and they probably have two or three of them. They'll call them or a couple of them or whatever. How I much? How much money can? I got, I got a quick question. You said that some of them are 18, um, but some of them are younger than 18, correct? Like, yeah, but that depends. That's like the girls. That's like they they do that on their own. Though. They're not forced into. No, I'm just saying in in terms of your parameters of management. Yeah. What would you say your youngest girl was? 18. I wouldn't deal with nothing. Okay. Them. You wouldn't deal with and and now let me ask 17 you. is an underage. Now let me ask you. Let's say hypothetically, if a woman is not doing what she's supposed to, let's say she's turning tricks, as you refer to it as, but she's not giving you the money. What is your response to something like that? What's your antidote? She wouldn't need to be with me no more. Like, okay, so you would fire her based on that? Okay. Okay, so but some pimps, some pimps would beat her up. Yes, yeah, so you got some that are, that don't want the girl to leave because they feel the way like, and they'll they'll force them to stay by force by beating them. And, but that's not. It's different um, type of people in the world. Like this. How about if we, a woman we, doesn't want to work we, anymore? Let's say she says, "Look, you know what? This is my birthday. You know, I just kind of want to kick back. Can uh -huh. she get the day off?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you were doing it, but that's not typical. Is that? I don't yeah, think that's typical, Monica. No. That's not typical. No, that's it depends not typical. What kind, of, um, what kind of person it is? Like it, everybody's a, a different type of person. Like, how long did you do this for as a pimp? 
couple years I was involved with it. I got a lot of friends I was doing that for like three, about four or five years. Because one thing that I know about business, and let's say let's look at this for what it is. Um, it is a business when, and it can also be very territorial. Now, if you have an issue where someone infringes upon what you have, do you ever resort to violence, or have you had a situation where you, you needed to resort to violence to protect what you have? Because you mentioned a lot of these girls come to you for yeah, protection, correct? Certain, you have different incidents like if one of the dates play games, try to rob them or not pay them or something. Okay, so if there's an issue with a customer, that's when you would step in and you would use force. How about if another pimp tries to take one of the girls and the girl says, Look, I'm willing to go, and this is your top earner. What do you do in a situation what about that? like that? Her choice. She wants to go, she, she could go. And, and she's going to make like more money over there. Yeah, and how many women have you had, at, I want to say, at the apex of your career in being a pimp in one shot? So you say you have four, four or five, five. girls, and yeah. like what kind of what kind of? Th and this is back in the day. This is now yeah. we're talking like two thousand one, yeah. two thousand yeah. the two thousand. In the back. So we're, th we're talking way back. So, you know, w what kind of money are we talking about in those days? This is uh, like a couple thousand a night. Sometimes make like fifteen hundred, twelve hundred a night. What percentage would the girl get? That if let's say hypothetically, yeah, if you make four thousand dollars in one night. What percentage like what would cut you? Was it, what's a what's a standard cut for a pimp? Well, if the girl was living with you and you're taking care of her, you're paying her phone bills, taking care of her hair and nails and everything okay. that she's done, like you like she, you just you you you're funding it with the money. So she's passing you the money and you're taking care of everything for her. She's what? So she doesn't get any cash at all? You give us some spending money. Is that basically what it is? So what he's saying is no. So what he's saying, what he's saying is he determines. He what he's saying is he determines how much money she gets. He takes everything and then he 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 um he gives out. Okay, if you need twenty dollars, if you need twenty dollars or something, that effect. When you hear when when you hear this, what's going through your mind? Well, I mean, I'm just really, I'm. It just makes me really angry because I think one thing that's not spoken enough about is the fact that many girls do not choose to be in this situation. They are forced in the, into this situation and then they fall under, you know, the the protection or the 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 guidance or the the management of pimps. I've never and, met and a girl it, that was forced into it though. But you know they that there are a lot are. that were forced into yeah, it I've because heard of it, but I've never and you never dealt with no. other pimps that forced girls into it. There's a it's like a gentleman's game when you look at it like that. It's like it's come, a lot come of respect to, Come closer to the mic, please. It's a lot of respect in it. It's like uh, it's a gentleman's game. It's not. It's, well, it's not I think it sounds like no you had a different so. way of dealing yeah. with it than a lot of these. A lot of these guys, because we've had we've seen mm -hmm. cases, and I've I've seen cases that that have come through the court system where these pimps have actually branded with tattoos their name brand on the girls' bodies. Like yeah, they there's different possessions. girls that do that because they they want to show you that they kiss. Like girls will be competing like with each other. Like the boyfriend's name or the yeah. baby father's name. Basically, yeah, they'll be competing with each other. Oh, I brought him more money today. I did this for him, and it'll be. This sounds like more of a psychological thing than anything else. You're dealing with someone, and I hate, I don't want to use the term a weak-minded person, but you are manipulating someone's mind, and you have to revert. Now, I understand Offset, we mentioned, you mentioned that you didn't have any kids. I understand that. I think that your perspective on this would be very different had you had, gir had girls. And let's, like, let's, 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 let's reverse well, this. Let's, it, say you had two, let's say if you had two daughters, and your daughters were being pimped out, and the same, and they were living in the same situation that you provided to the women in your stable, so to speak. What would your reaction to that be? 
I wouldn't. I would have been in their life, so they wouldn't have to choose that type of life, though. But is it safe to say that you do have different variations of women that 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 partake in this? If the the girl is just unhappy, as you mentioned offset, and she just leaves and does her own thing, if you for whatever reason, if your daughter left and she was being pimped by someone else, by choice, if that's what she was doing by choice, right? I would try to deter her from doing that. I and she, try. would you okay, at, would, at any point would you address the pimp? I would have to, but I would. Okay. I so you would have to. So it, when you tell me you would have to, that that's clear to me that you can understand that this is an unethical practice, correct? Because you yourself said that. Look, if your daughter was being pimped, you would approach the pimp, right or wrong. Yeah. Because so it's my so daughter. so that being said, it's you clearly understand. No no no. But you clearly understand that this is an unethical practice. So at what point well, when you crime. involved it's, in this? It's, it's still a crime. It is a crime. But at what but point like, when me, you were involved in this did you realize that what you're doing is unethical? Did you feel bad? Is what he's saying. Did you ever feel bad back in the day, before no, you turned your life around? Feel bad, like if the girls have chosen choosing to do it. Like I never beat nobody up and forced them. Like this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Like, right, like, but did a light bulb ever go off and you said but, but, but what me, I'm doing Darren, is not Darren, right? Let me let me, let me let me let me bring Monica in here. The, this issue of choice versus freedom, and you're talking about like the sex trafficking thing. There's young girls that, and this is a story I have heard from the streets to the detectives in the vice squad to people in the community to parents and there have been parents that were wanted to come on the show but they didn't want to be on the air on this particular program because they didn't want anything bad to happen to their daughters but they told talked to me what their told me their story and a lot of times there'll be a teenage girl a high school girl a guy will come around who's in his mid-twenties who's got a, a hot car he's a good-looking guy he's the you know the the pimp and he acts like he's their boyfriend. So when you're 14 or 15 and you can't really, you don't really have money and you can't really, you know, work or whatever, first he takes him out, he tries to act like he's their boyfriend, and then after a little while, he's like, oh, you know, I bought you that, I bought you that, I took you to the mall, I did this, I did that for you, now I need you to start to do something for me. But why, would, why would a 14-year-old girl be in that situation if her parent is around? But we have because, situations because where the parent is not, though. Right. Even if the parent, right. you see, you're getting into if the parents are there. We have situations where two parents die. It, that shouldn't be a point you have of relevance. situations where two parents are both working and yes. the kids are on their own anyway, exactly. whether they're rich or they're poor. Exactly. Well, Monica, what about that? Well, I mean, the vulnerability I, of the girls. The vulnerability of the girls, and that's just one story. Right. Because other things happen too. We have sex trafficking rings in the United States. I like mean, what? Like, tell us about that. Well, uh, for example, I was working with an organization up in Harlem called Gems, and there was a young girl who didn't have a birth certificate. She had no idea when she was born. She was born here in the United States, and her family forced her into a sex trafficking ring. She was rescued. Her family did. Her family did. Her family wow. forced her into a sex trafficking ring. She was rescued, and their mentoring service was helping her to, she was illiterate. She had never been to school. She, had, she didn't know how old she was. Like, that's one story. They sold her as a baby? They didn't sell like her a as a girl? baby. They sold her probably when she was about nine or 10 years old. We oh work with another young woman who was sold into a sex trafficking ring when she was five years old. In the United States? In the United States. And see, we hear about this in other countries and people are like, oh, well, that happens there. No, it doesn't it, happen here. Think of a third world country, no, not right. here. That's why I'm saying like this issue, like we're talking and I understand and I, I, I respect the conversation from the, the, the pimps. As you say, it's a gentleman's game. I mean, I have a different perspective on that because I've seen the worst of the worst. The youngest survivor that we've worked with with our organization in Southeast Asia was three years old. Oh, my she God. She was sold into a brothel when she was two. 
She was <gasps> raped by at least 10 men a day from the age that she was two until she was three when she was rescued. That's so cool. that's also a reality. Oh it makes my me God. very angry when we look at this issue as an issue that's glamorized and that's, you know, sensationalized. And, and the reality of it is it is happening in the United States. Much of it is, is not by choice. The human trafficking industry makes over $150 billion. And you think about what portion of that is sex trafficking. You know, it, this is an issue that goes so much deeper into, you don't have a niece that's two years old. When I look at my niece, I get angry to the point that I feel like I could physically hurt somebody to think anybody would ever hurt my niece. And there are children in the world today, there are children in the United States that are being forced to have sex at two and three and four and five years old. There's nothing right about that. And that is, you know, that is the-, the We need to face that. And we we need have to, to we face need to it. We have to okay, be real. We need to take, we need to take a short, we hold that thought, please. Um, we need to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers, and we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, NYC, what up? You already know who this is. Your boy, Uncle Murder, a.k.a. East New York. And right now, you're listening to Street Soldiers live on Hot 97 with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, real politics. You heard? Brooklyn. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, at Lisa Evers. And what we're focusing on in this episode is a crime that is becoming more and more invisible, but more and more common and much more lucrative, sex trafficking and prostitution. Joining us for this discussion, Darren Porcher, Ph.D. He's a former NYPD lieutenant, a criminal justice professor, and also the father of two girls. Also with us is Monica Watkins. She is the founder, president, and executive director of Beauty for Freedom. It's a nonprofit organization that helps sex trafficking survivors, and she's also a Ford model and philanthropist. Also with us, Black Diamonds. He's the CEO of Black Block uh, Music and In Studio. Also with the Town Studio, he's a hip-hop artist, and he did seven years back in the day, um, for a prison term for charges that included promoting prostitution and he used the music industry to turn his life around after that. We're talking about, Monica, about the glamorization of it because right. some of the big cases we've seen like uh, Jason Itzler, the so-called king of all pimps, who we actually had on Street Soldiers at one point talking about what he was doing. He was talking about the lifestyle that the girls had and traveling to the islands for these vacations, the clothes, the shoes, all this type of stuff. These madams with, that run these uh, Manhattan escort services that took down uh, former Governor Elliot Spitzer. Do girls have a wrong idea of this? Well, obviously, I mean, I think they do have the wrong idea. I mean, first of all, I think the entertainment industry has some responsibility here because they're glamorizing these lifestyles of people that have excesses, you know, excessive, you know, money in the bank account and cars and homes. And, you know, I'm not going to name any of the shows and the people, the sisters or any, you know, it's like any, any of these people that sort of like glamorize this life of having so much in hip hop. But then when you have a teenage girl and she's offered money and cars and clothes and makeup and, and things that she sees on television that are like very glamorous, then it's gonna, she's gonna easily, and it doesn't matter if she has, if she's in a two parent household or not, 
because as I remember as being a teenage girl as like you know wanting certain things and you know even sort of like disobeying my parents or stepping outside of things that they told me to do because I wanted certain things so especially now especially now so I think that that's a a huge aspect of it and they're really getting um, coerced into doing things that they shouldn't be doing and then they're in so deep they can't turn back you know they're just feeling like okay now they're in this situation and they have this certain lifestyle and all of these beautiful things and they won't be able to keep that up unless they continue with that lifestyle and it's and just it, a cycle right and and you think about like we had uh, the reality tv star mariah lynn mm. on the show she had the video which was almost kind of a parody but it was like i'm a h and i'm admitting it and taking money but wearing these fabulous clothes and looking amazing and just taking money from guys it, flipping it around but at the end of the day it's still the guy that's in charge darren absolutely yeah, oftentimes just when we go back to the, this pimp and prostitute relationship we're highly influenced by the so- by the subculture of what we see on television you know the glamorization as you pointed out when we look at these these mega madams they have all of these things but we have to look at what is this relationship and how can we fix it as a society I hear people, if there's a police shooting and there's a white officer that shoots a black person, there'll be thousands of people that march. However, we have a common problem that's within our communities on a regular basis that common citizens fail to address, and that's this this relationship of prostitution. These are our children. These are our young girls, and we need to treat our future accordingly. What can we do? I really commend what you're doing in, in, in being at the forefront of this movement, but it needs to be more encompassing. We need a greater push to move issues like, and I'm not taking a shot at you, but I'm taking a real shot at that profession because I have a problem with it. But how can we remo- remove this or put it um, put in place a less of a glamorization? A because it, right. right, exactly. And, and I and always right. hear this term, it, this is the uh, the oldest profession in the book. We need right. to get the oldest profession in the book removed. It's time we to make it. We have to. Is that a possibility? You think that's ever going to happen? No. Diamonds? No? What could you do, though? You know what? You say no, but you say that you're out of this life. What can you do? Are you willing to partner with this lady and work in conjunction to push this agenda so more and more people can see that this is not the way to go? Because granted, she has a she's a visionary here, but there's people like yourself that can step into this movement and say, hey, look, you know what? I was an ex-pimp, and this is what it is. You need to look out for this. You need to look out for this. You need to look out for that. I think that's what I think that should be your duty as an ex-pimp moving forward. If you want to vindicate the things that you've done in the past. What do you think about that, Diamonds? That's a good idea. You like that? It's a great idea. And, it's a good idea. And schooling them? <laughs> no, I'm serious because it's 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 a real it's a real problem, and I think Darren's right. There's just you know we have attention on a lot of social issues, and rightfully so. And we've talked about them so many times here on Street Soldiers. But but this particular thing. But what about the the whole image of women too, Monica? The the images of women, everything now, and and also too, you know, in the, in this Instagram, Snapchat mm-hmm. age. It's women's bodies and body parts are out there like never before. Everywhere, what everywhere. do you think about that? Well, at first I sort of want to kind of address the issues of prostitution versus commercial sexual exploitation. Those are two different things, you know, that I think people are kind of all Getting jumbling it. Okay. They're jumbling it all together, and that's something, Darren, that I'd love to get your perspective on as well. Um, but so what do you, let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying like prostitution is one thing, 
but sex trafficking and sex slavery is another thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's totally different. That's yeah. What, yeah. And you can't put all that in. No, but a lot of times they're all labeled under they're sex trafficking. They're all labeled under, and, and a lot of times they're all labeled under prostitution, and yeah. victims are victimized again Because they by, have the law so closed. Like, yeah. The law is, is like, is, it's not open to, to different things. It's all closed, so they label it all as one thing, sex crimes, and that's it. Yeah. And that's so, it. Yeah. yeah. You it's know, it's I hear where you're coming from and it's just you know, just to piggyback on that and when in law in connection with the laws, oftentimes we have women that are indentured servants. They're sex slaves and they are performing sexual acts at the behest of a pimp and they're arrested and now they're they're, they're victimized on two different fronts, the criminal justice arena and also being victimized by this pimp. These women in many instances are not doing this willingly. And we think in terms of legislation, as we talked off the set, is something that's definitely necessary. But when you asked about but the differentiation- they, 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 And they're sorry. working on that. Uh, Senator Gillibrand is working on that, changing that. And you, you asked about the differentiation between someone as a sex slave or someone that's just doing this um, because they want to gain some level of commerce. I agree that there is a separation, but the overarching is the pimp. And we need to remove this but, society, but, and we need to remove people that have committed but, but acts like you have in the past to make this the, the to make the landscape more civil for the society. But diamonds is, is the is the. Is technology replacing the pimp? Because there's yeah, some girls that just do it on their own now, right? They just do their own ads. Yeah. Stuff to that effect. They just post up online by themselves and they go independent now. That's why a lot of more crimes is happening too now. Like you got a lot of girls found places kidnapped because they, they wind up posting themselves up and they go on a mission to some address they got for a, a date and it sometimes it doesn't happen to be a date. It'll be something different. It'll be something like that and they end up yeah, uh, which we've seen all over the country. Yeah, and then you which never is, know what the girl thing. was involved in. So basically what you're saying is the pimp is the quality control faction that prevents, prevents these things from <laughs> happening? Like the I mean, that's what, that, that's what I'm hearing. You know? Or the protection. Yeah, the the pimp is the quality, I'm sorry, the protector. I, I disagree with that too. I think that we just really need to look at this profession for what it is. It's something that needs to be eradicated from society, and we, as a social, as a social set or a subculture, we need to make this identification and vigorously move to eradicate this from our culture. I never hear songs about it's hard being a child molester. I hear a song like it's hard being a pimp. People jump up and down. But I shouldn't if even you laugh said, about that. But it's, that's hard. It's, true. It's, it's true. It's no, hard right. in the life of being a child molester. Yeah. What would you know? The you know what the ostracization would be if you hear somebody say, "Look, you know what? I'm a child. I'm a child molester. Why can't? They, why won't they let me live?" Put it in that context, and then we can revert this back to what we're discussing well, what now. Do you th what do you yeah. think about that? You're making music now. What do you think uh, about that? Is that real? I mean, when he, he says that, look at all the songs that are yeah. about pimping and, and pimps. Yeah, it's glamified. It's glamified through music that's like drugs and everything else. And in, ter in, terms, of the, in terms of the scars, Monica, that, that, the, that the girls have, that not not so much the sex you know the sex slaves yes obviously that's something that I think is just you know that that's a major major piece of it but these these young girls these underage girls that get caught up in prostitution what do you see what are the kinds of things you see happening to them well first of all kind of going back to what you said about social media and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of those things where where you know all of these women are sort of like posting these it's like an over sexualizing right. of imagery of women you know in in the media and on social media um, so I think that our perspectives are skewed 
You know, and I actually think that like the entertainment and the fashion industries have a lot to do with that because we promote this unhealthy the culture of misogyny. Yeah, is, this unhealthy runs wide and deep. Yeah, it does. And so these girls really are learning from what they see in the media, what they see on social media, and, and they think that's the way to be popular. That's the way to be exactly. be like. That's the way to get attention. Yeah, that's right? the way to get followers. followers. Stuff, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Instagram famous. Like all of those things play a huge part in like why our girls are losing their hold on reality and like what real self-esteem is. So I think we kind of really have to take it back to, you know, just being more diligent about, uh, about you know, infusing our young girls and young women with, you know, positive role models and, and things that can build their self-esteem as yeah. opposed to like what they're seeing on social media. Because it when it comes down to it, it's a self-esteem. Not, it's how, a not self-esteem. how many likes you get for your nudie yeah. pics. No, it's a, self, it's a self-esteem thing. But yeah, and you see that. And that has power. And actually that has a lot of monetary value now too. People that have over 50,000 followers because they're posting nude photos of themselves are now getting endorsement deals. Like what does that say about our culture? You know what does that say? Change like you're gonna, you know, sure. you know, it's prostitution in a totally different way. Well, that's all. We need to we need to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, this is Shaggy, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97. Shug it up. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, at Lisa Evers. And what we're focusing on in this episode, sex trafficking and pimping. It's a growing crime, but it's also becoming more and more invisible. We're talking with our panel about this right now. Joining us, Penthouse Suite. He is a contributor for FolksAlert.com. It's a blog about the perks of the pimpin' lifestyle. Thank you for being with us. The perks and the misfortunes. The perks and the misfortunes. Yes. Okay. Um, the perils, as you would say. Perils as well. Okay, the perils as well. Also with us is Monica Watkins. She is the founder, president, and executive director of Beauty for Freedom. She's a Ford model and a philanthropist, and also Black Diamonds. is He's the CEO of Black Block Music and also the Town Studio. He's a hip-hop artist and also formerly uh, a pimp. He did seven years in prison for uh, on charges that included promoting prostitution. Um, Penthouse Sweet, I want to start with you on this in terms of the dangers of the lifestyle. Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. You see, the things things have changed a lot for the lifestyle. Uh, you know, the uh, the pimping charges have been amended to sex trafficking. And when, when it comes to sex trafficking, a female can be a willing participant. She can have the keys to the house. She can have keys to the car. She can come and go as she please. But if she mentally feels forced, a man can be convicted of sex trafficking. And you think that's wrong or right? I don't think it's wrong if someone's committing a crime, they get caught and they go to jail. You know, I'm not an advocate of pimping. I'm an advocate of justice. But uh, you have a person who is a partner in a crime, a willing participant. And at what crime does your partner become your alibi? She can become a victim anytime she feels. I don't know about that. I haven't seen any mm. cases like that. Uh, Condorius Williams in Adamsville. The girl clearly said she wasn't working for 11 months. That's a relationship. With her pimp. <laughs> I mean, that's what she called it at the time because they were having a domestic dispute. You can let, see let, through let the me, story. Let me, let me ask you this. Is there a code? Is there any kind of a code among pimps right now? I'm not, I'm not familiar with exactly what you're saying. I'm saying is there any type of like do's and don'ts for pimps? 
I mean, uh, it's, clear, it's, 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 clear, it's clear as day. You don't force anyone. And what about the what, what about the type of girls that, that they look for? I mean, you know, a lot of times a guy can meet a girl who happens to be a prostitute, and she can get with him and just give him money, <laughs> and now he can be convicted for sex trafficking. You know, a lot of time guys are talked into it, talked into pimping. And no what? one focuses on that. Well, oh, oh come yeah. on, wait, wait. Because well, if, a, wait, wait. if a woman wait, right now, wait, if a prostitute on, is willing to give you some money, Monica, and she's attracted. Monica, do you want to jump in here or do you want to talk know, to me? The, me? the men, the men are in talked shock. into being pimps? Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, so, like, for protection, I, how did like, you become a choose, pimp? She might come choose you and give you some money and ask you, you you're going to take the money. Did you ever have a woman do that to you? Yeah, that's how they choose. They come and give you the money. She should be and convicted. You, she, do you choose to take the money? Do you choose to say no? Like, what is money. that about? All right, what now that take that for instance. Take that for instance. Say uh, a pimp meets a woman and talks her into it. She has the choice to say no, whether she says yes or no, right? If she says yes, a willing participant in this crime, right, she can still send him to jail for sex trafficking. It's all illegal, though. Exactly. I'm not saying, that's I'm not, I'm saying. I'm not justifying. I'm not justifying something. But see, haven't we kind of blurred the line? Yeah. Because we've blurred the line of what's legal because now it's but like. you're enabling. Okay. You're enabling because now you can do this crime and get out of it. All you have to do is point a finger. Sounds like you're blaming it's the women. Actually, no, I'm not, not blaming that the women. Easy. You also have the John who goes off who no, funds the crime. He funds. There's no crime without him and he goes scot free every time. I'm here as an advocate of justice. Everyone should be penalized. You're saying the pimp should be penalized, the girl should be, the woman should be penalized, and the John should be penalized. Anyone who breaks the a crime should be penalized, but we have a crime here where the, the girl can team up with a man and he becomes her alibi. That's insane. I don't know if that, that's the case. It is so not that easy. It's not that easy. You look at what co commercial sexual exploitation is as opposed to prostitution, and we were talking about that before. The difference. The difference, and the fact that you know, activists and advocates are fighting for every state in our nation to differentiate those two. Mm -hmm. Because many girls that are commercially sexually exploited or sexually trafficked are actually prosecuted as prostitutes. Mm -hmm. So that's happening, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, we're not talking about that side of it. What is that side of it? Are like, you familiar with cases where the girl has a man on trial and she's a victim? He took advantage of her, whatever the case may be. She feared for her life, but is still currently working while he's on trial and after he's convicted 30, 40, 50 years, she's still prostituting. You just gave her a pass. That's not fair. Wait a minute. You're, that oh, doesn't yes. make sense to me. Me either. Wait, so the, guy, the guy is on trial for being a pimp. Yes. And the woman, the, prosti the, yes, his, the victim, his prostitute, allegedly. is out still there working the, the case. The prostitute. And, now and she's the he's in jail. So and this happened thirty years There's ago. There's girls who put like, multiple. Yeah, let's talk about twenty six. No. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, this is what I want to find out because you research this your website mm -hmm. folksalert.com. Anything has a lot going of, on with pimping and prostitution? Okay, so is what is the main what is the main way now? Because back in back in the day, when Black Diamonds was out there, it was people saw it on the streets. Now it's on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us how it works and are there levels of hierarchy? Do you have your your pimps that are like your, you know, run certain high class girls to high class hotels at the top, there's, and then you have your street, your street there's people. There's always the, have been, you know, different facets of that lifestyle. You have escort agencies, you know, you got your street workers, you have the internet. That's clairvoyant. 
You know what I mean? You have high class hookers. We have a. Uh, uh, what was his name? New York Confidential. You have a, uh, you know, Jason Itzler who went down. Right. You have that level of the game. You have a, a, a poster ad in a cheap hotel level of the game. But uh, in today's age, which the most popular way is the internet, a female can go to and fro at her whim. How victimized is that? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. And also, why isn't the John prosecuted? at the same capacity because after the pimp is locked up, the John is free to have sex with more underage girls. Well, that's a, that, that's an issue that a yeah. lot of people spoke about in the Elliot Spitzer case, the former New York governor, and, he, and, many, other, and many other cases. Monica, when you hear what he's saying, he it's walked. clearly bothering you. What bothers you the most? Well, I mean, maybe because I'm looking at it from a different perspective. It's like I, I, I'm having like a global perspective of this. You sort of like missed the conversation that we had previously about, you know, um, women and children that have actually been sexually trafficked in mm. cases of you know children that I've worked with in our outreach program that are so young you mm. know a young girl that was five year olds that five years old that was sold into sex slavery by her father in the United States you know and that's a sex trafficking in a brothel ring that was taking place here you know and children that are forced into it and also young girls and teenagers that are forced into it as well you know I mean I, I think Sometimes when you have this umbrella of thinking, you're thinking, you know, in terms of of not the victim. You're not thinking about the victim of the real I'm, victims I'm, I'm in a, this. I'm a hundred percent against anything, any wrongdoing against against children or or anyone for that matter. My perspective is based on, and it's so common and it's overlooked because no one's going to stand up for a pimp. Society's not going to stand. Hey, hey, that's wrong. She's still a prostitute. Uh, uh, she was prostituting before you met him. How, how you, you understand? Nobody's gonna stand up. I, does I, that I make it okay for a pimp if the pimp if I'm she if she doesn't give him all the money? Is, okay. is it okay for him to beat her? I'm not saying any crime is okay. Any and, crime, but is, is it, it okay pimp justified if he doesn't get caught in beating a girl who doesn't get money? In the, in the eyes of society, in the legal system, the pimp isn't justified at all. But I'm asking you as an expert on pimpology. Yes. Come again. I'm asking you as an expert. Is it in the is the code? Do pimps see it as okay? You the beat code the girl of, up. The code of ethics for pimps is a, it's supposed to be a non-contact sport. Uh, pimping close. is, uh, you know, pimps, uh, they get their nails done. You know, pimping is non-contact. It's a mental sport. It's not physical. So, I mean, once you become, so you, you have a famous thing when, uh, I mean, if you call it that, but women play head games all the time. You can turn on any reality oh, and show men don't and play see head, that. Men don't play head games? I mean, you know, human behavior. But what about that woman that says that she's been victimized and she actually has been? Send him to jail. Send him to jail. But you're also judging what this woman said and then said that now she's back in the life and all of that. But she's what if she really was victimized? I mean, how right. Many, all right. So how you many know? times can she be victimized? Because there's girls who put multiple pimps in jail. Because it's the same analogy. They feel like it. A lot what do you of, have to say about that? Yeah, they make up any lie and how, 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 they make up any lies to get the pimp in jail. Hey, yeah. Well, first of all, hey, I have man. to say it's all illegal. We have right. to yes. first of say all, that it's first. all illegal. But when, you know, when is she a criminal? Me, like a code of ethics for pimping is an oxymoron. At you know, what point like in that time, makes no sense to at me. At what point in time? A lot of American behavior is illegal in other countries, so like, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna have a moral compass on some of these issues. I'm saying that it. 
what point in time is she no longer a victim? Is she always a victim? And the district attorney if will gladly... If you had a daughter, let me ask you this. If well, you they had, will if, gladly lock everyone up she goes to. They are not <laughs> turning down anyone. If you had a daughter, if you yes. had a daughter and you found out that she was turning, she was 17 years old, so she yeah. just made it legal and she was turning tricks, uh -huh. what would you do? What would I do? Yeah, if that was your daughter. Me personally... Or your younger sister. Uh, me personally, uh, I would pull her to the side because as for a woman in this society... In comparison to anywhere else in the world, a woman has the ability to become anything. So, you know, uh, for her to morally slip down to in uh, to to that level to I'm get asking money, you a there's simple more. Question. You wouldn't I'm like her. It. You would. You wouldn't let. You I would, wouldn't I like would her love doing her the it. same. I wouldn't like her doing it at all. You would try to stop at all. her. There's more for her. My sister, my daughter. There's more. The, uh, that lifestyle is a dangerous game. As I said on FolksAlert.com, we just we don't glorify. We let the reality be known. This is not, it's not something you want to do as a, as a female or as a male. It comes with hardship. And possible, possible jail sentences and... Guaranteed uh, jail sentences. And, and, death, and death, too. Yeah. And yes. death, too. All right. Monica, people want to find out more about your work. Yes. Um, you can visit our website at www.beautyforfreedom.org. Uh, you can, you know, reach out to us uh, via email, info at beautyforfreedom.org if you want to volunteer, if you want to create a program, if you want to donate, or if you want to just find out more about the issues, please email us. Please visit our website. All right. I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. Penthouse Suite from FolksAlert.com, Monica Watkins from Beauty for Freedom, Black Diamond, Supporters Music, uh, Black Block, right, and the hip-hop artists. Music, yeah. Black Block Music Group, the Town Studio, all that. And uh, also thank you to Dr. Darren Porcher for being with us again for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind as your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.